Meanwhile, on Avalon, one of the kingdoms of the other world. I, I Jubilee, just shut the fuck up. I can't talk to you right now. Um, <clears throat> can I help you? I don't think I'm the one that needs help, Betsy Braddock, Nine of Swords, and Ill Omen. It isn't too late for you to forfeit the deal and avoid certain death. But if you are going to fight, don't humiliate yourself out there. Are you joking? Look, just get away from me. Oh, I was just giving you some friendly advice. Unbeaten isn't just a name, see? Whatever, bitch. That sword you carry, it's called Mercy, isn't it? Ooh, don't get excited. That one is just a name. Oh, oh fuck. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Evil Jeff, did I get the name of this podcast right? I think so. I, I wasn't think so, listening. right? <laughs> My God. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Brett. That is your host, Evil Jeff. Hello, Evil. We took a week off, but we're back. We did. I, I just have been working overtime and I did not have enough time to, to fully engulf in the X-Men world. There's too much happening. There's too much happening. I, it's needed, all happening a week, so I needed a week to absorb it all, Brett. Seriously. I uh, wasted my week, but. But that, there's no, what, you wasted it doing what? Nothing. I did nothing. That's not wasting. That's called recharging. Actually, I'm recharging right now. I am coming to you from a mountain cabin in the Catskill Mountains. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it scary at night? Like horror very, movie? Very, very. I am very paranoid when I'm in a woods, mountain, remote type of environment. I know. And it's, it's, I it's, not it's at my best. statistically like the safest thing. But because of horror movies, you're just like, oh, a serial killer is going to come and kill me. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely going to get home invaded by people in masks. Absolutely. Uh, the Strangers. Or, uh, movies. Yeah. I saw that on a date. Oh, why? And the date, well, he was like a horror movie buff. And he kept making fun of me because I kept like trying to like cuddle into him because I was uh-huh. scared. And he just <laughs> kept laughing. He just thought the whole thing was funny. And then after the end of it, he just kept he, he just kept going, is Tamara home? Because it's like what the girl says when she knocks on the door. Ooh. Is Tamara home? And I was like, stop where, it! Where did that relationship go? Um, He lived far away. I met him with you, actually. What? He was a fan of comic book queers. The old ones from the 2000s. What? He was friends with Steve. And, and it was a night where it was like, I just started like um, hosting with you guys. And there was what? some night where you, what was the other guy? What was the original, the other host that I replaced? Eric. Eric. It was Eric, you, Steve, me, and then some other gay friends. And this guy named Gene showed up. I don't know if you remember him. <gasps> Wait, was this at the Supergirl screening? Maybe. I don't remember. At the... Remember when we did a Supergirl screening in a comic book? Anyway, I think I, I think that's who that is. Anyway, he was super cute. He was flirting with me. We like had sex that night, and then he lived he lived in like Springfield, and then he was like, "Come visit me in Springfield," and I was like, "You're hot, okay." And so I visited him in Springfield, and then halfway through the weekend, he just lost all interest in me. 
I remember all of this now. I remember him. I don't think I knew about this, but maybe I did. And I remember him and he was hot. He was very hot. But then the weird thing was, he's not listening to this. The weird thing was, is like his name was Gene. But then afterwards I'm like, oh, that's such a cool name. And he's like, yeah, I gave it to myself. It's not my real name. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's no. That's a no. red flag. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, giving yourself a name is a red flag. B, that's what I mean, yeah. Of all of the names you chose, Gene? Yeah. Like Wilder and Hackman, those are two yeah. bodies. But, <clears throat> but here's the thing. I know it's so funny, Gene as a woman, Gene Grey. Great. Gene as a guy, no. But the no. weird thing is, have you ever had that where you're dating someone and then suddenly out of for you don't know what you did but you can just tell like oh they don't like me anymore no i don't know what i oh fuck you i don't know what i did but they were just not into me anymore and then that people was the are like that. that yeah no i was typically that person it just I sucked because i was like i drove ghosted. all the way down here asshole right gene anyway he is listening because he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> no, he's anyway. looking at you through the window, about to kill you. It's Tamara. <laughs> strangers. Um, and strangers. But today, we don't have time to talk about other shit. I don't have any time for this. Yeah, but we do have time to get a little exy, right? Yeah, so we're five. You and I are five issues behind Ten of Swords, the big X-Men crossover event happening at a Marvel comic near you. And so we've got five issues of Ten of Swords yeah. to catch up on. So listeners, both of you, I forget which one of you is not an X-Men fan. This one's not for you. This one's for the other listener, the X-Men listener. Okay. I want your X. Anyway, um, Evil Jeff, overall, how are you feeling about Ten of Swords? When we dip into later issues, I feel like this event has moved away from our expectations. It's like, hello, expectations. Goodbye, expectations. Goodbye. This How did that make you feel? Lowered expectations. Do you remember that sketch? No. It's, it's uh, like an SNL sketch where it's like oh. bad video dates, but those, those video dates from the 80s, but everyone's awful. Oh, lowered I think I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Like, like I remember Gene. Anyway, um, it did. It, it, I, it, this has gone somewhere where I was like, oh, this is what we're doing? Okay. It just starts breezing through the battles, and the battles are not what I thought. So, yeah, I'm totally thrown for a loop. I'm totally thrown for a loop, Brad. Do you like being thrown for a loop, or do you prefer not to be? Um, I like being thrown for a loop. I still haven't digested whether I like it or I don't like it. The event. Yes. I still haven't I'm, decided yet. It's I enjoyable. Say, it's super enjoyable. I'm yeah. no I'm more talking about the way the battles are going. Like the actual yeah. the actual contest. I'm not sure I like how fast it's going. This <clears throat> it's it's going very fast, which like they spent two episodes two episodes, two issues on a dinner party, and then three uh-huh. pages on Betsy fighting. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey. Come on, give Betsy's... Nope, Betsy. Oh, fuck Betsy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, Betsy will be back, and then some. Um, yeah, so Betsy is one of the deaths that we've experienced lately in these battles. One of the few deaths, although there were more. 
some injuries as well, some other things we didn't expect. But yeah, Caterer, overall, Caterer died. it's to, to um, it's Exoswords, Ten of Swords set up two things that this is going to be a rules based crossover, right? Because it's been like rules, rules, rules. Here's the rules. Okay, them's the rules, and then no rules. What a a a biting of the thumb at any notion of rules. Yeah. <clears throat> so at this point, Saturnine is just basically showing like, I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. The other thing that they always said this was going to be was a dual based event. And so you, we expected a certain cleanliness. I'm going to say we expected a simplicity and a cleanliness. And what Saturnine gave us instead is chaos, a clusterfuck, and, and cheating. Oh yeah. And I feel like the reaction we're having is any reaction people would have to watching like a sporting match, and then all of a sudden the other team starts cheating. You're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? I hate that. What is going on? <laughs> or if you go to like a football game and then people pull out like lacrosse like rackets right <laughs> you're just like oh this is what i'm watching okay yeah and then lacrosse brackets turn into dicks and they start hitting each other with them yeah it's insane and then two of the dicks get married oh yeah don't even get me started on that. okay let's let's dive in <laughs> let's dive in to the first one which is so we're starting in X-Men. chapter 12 chapter 12 x-men 14 jonathan hickman mahmoud asrar this and, is a uh, mutant's history. It's a mutant's history of Araco and a fall. And uh, what is it? The, the history of, of Araco and the fall of a menth. Yes. And it's basically the story of Genesis. Because I, I would say in the beginning, everything was so confusing. Take, take me home because I don't remember. It was also confusing because you're Genesis? just like, is a menth? But no, just the whole Araco thing where you're like, I thought a menth was the enemy. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make Phil Collins... I'm trying to make a Phil Collins joke, and you're not what on this Phil journey Collins with me. Song? The one I just sang. What song oh was God. that? This whole episode is unraveling. Listen. Wait, which Phil Collins song were you singing? Sing it again. So take, take me home, because I don't remember. Take, oh, take, yeah. 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 All right, good. Thank you. Was See, wasn't it worth it? No. That's um, one of my least favorite um, Phil Collins uh, songs. Who do you like better, Phil Collins or Billy Joel? Oh, Billy Joel. Me too. Okay, listen. Um, the worst Phil Collins song is that Two hearts been in just one mind. One mind. That's the worst one. That's, that's such like an 80s comedy Clo- closing credits movie. Well, what's your favorite Billy song, Joel song? song? <gasps> one, two, three, four, pressure. <laughs> that's a good one. I liked oh, Allentown I because you actually <gasps> see a guy's butt in it. And, yes. and it was on MTV and there was a guy's butt in a shower and I was just like, yep. hi, I'm a little boy with growing feelings seeing this hot guy's butt for some reason. Let me watch and this video feelings, over and over and over again. By feelings, I mean wieners. My husband drives his truck. You know, my husband is a truck driver. Yes. He drives his truck to Allentown. Mm. 
And I was, I was like, do you ever hear that Billy Joel song? He's like, And no. by truck, you mean dick. And by Allentown, oh. you mean your butt. What? All right, basically, everyone's got a sword, and the swords turn into dicks. All right, that's what happened. There. No, okay, no. but what I was saying, we are yes, going off I on have so the many whole, tangents. Listen, I have the whole beat-by-beat beat history of Arako if well, you want it. Just before you get into that, my thing was, is I was always so confused where I just was, they, it was never explained why. It was like, wait, a menth is the enemy, but now they're with a menth. And it was just never right. explained. And I was like, am I missing something? And I was. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, because there's a lot of details that have been left out. Even though we've seen the scene, the enemy came and cleaved now, the island in two with the Twilight Sword. People are very times. angry about this issue. Have you heard about the backlash? Oh, no. I, I'm so excited to hear about comic fandom being mad about something. Hit me. Well, did you see they're reusing some of the art from the previous issues? that we're using <gasps> this history thing. Oh, they've shown this panel 80 times. This isn't the first time. So people are getting angry, like, why am I spending all this money for a comic when half of it is recycled art? How do you feel about that? I don't think half of it is recycled art. I think it's like a few panels. Also, it's $4. Shut the fuck up. I know. That's how I feel. I also feel like you're not, I mean, I'd say you're buying it maybe 10% for the art and 90% for the fucking story you're reading. I'd also say that this is a complicated story and they've been using repetition to make sure that you know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And so showing the same panel is a storytelling device. Mm-hmm. So relax. If you're going to get mad about something, get mad about Oscar Isaac being Moon Knight. Maybe, maybe not. And how it should be Oliver Jackson Cohen. Okay. WandaVision 2021 now. Oh my God, J- January 15th. Woo! So excited. Okay, so here's what happened to Arako. Basically, Amenth invades Arako. Okay, that's like, they, you know, that you've seen that a billion times. Arako pushes it back, but Arako falls into the portal with it. Oh no! When they get through the portal, 10% of the Iraqi lose their goddamn minds. They just start screaming and they run away. That would so, be me. I would totally be that person. <laughs> I would totally be one of those people, the 10% who lost their goddamn minds. Then, they, and they show up later. The enemy used them as husks or something like that. It's all very sad. Then the White Sword, who's like this big, powerful mutant, um, he's like, take, I'm going to take 100 of my champions. We're going to go fucking take it to them. They do, but they never come back. So the, the remaining Iraqi build a city with the time that the White Sword bought them. And they live in that city. The city is constantly attacked, but it's fine. Then there's a future teller, a precog. Moira hates them. But Named hundreds of years go by where they're... Hundreds. Fine. Oh, they're in this... Yeah, but they're, they don't leave the city. Yeah. They never, they never leave. Because outside the city walls are demons. It's terrifying. It's like being in this cabin. <laughs> So then Ideal, who's a future teller, is like, y'all are going to die. And Genesis is like, fuck that. I'm going to go kill them before they kill us. You're all going to die. So Genesis, you're all going to die up there. Pees. Ideal peed and then goes blind. Genesis is like, finds the white sword, realizes the white sword is constantly resurrecting his army of 100 and continuing to fight. And she's like, you're crazy, but we're going to go fight Annihilation for the the god of Amenth. Like, for the last time. And White Sword's like, good luck! I'm not coming with you. And she's like, fuck you. And so she goes back home and she finds her sister, Iska, who betrayed her. And Iska's like, you need to come talk to Annihilation. Genesis is like, fine, but I'm going to bring my sword because then they fight. 
Genesis battles Annihilation, wins, but is like, I'm not going to wear that mask. So they destroy Arako. While Arako is being destroyed, this faction, I'm going to say Apocalypse Kids, send Summoner through the portal to go get Apocalypse. And Genesis is like, what are you doing? Genesis then is like, fine, I'll fucking wear Annihilation. She wears Annihilation. Then Wait, does Summoner go through before? I thought she put the helmet yes. on af- no. before. Oh, it's no. after? She like just started wearing this helmet. Oh. Oh, yeah. She's like, fuck. And then she invades Dryador and now wants Krakoa. And the problem is, is now that she put the helmet on, she's just like, she's basically like, yeah, it's evil, but now I'm part of it and I'm evil and I just kind of love she's it. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's evil, but I mean, it, I, I love it. I yeah, love I'm it. Gonna, I love I'm it. I'm fucking kill you. And like, I just want the power. It's, that's how it is. She's like, I want that. Stab that. Eat that. Fuck that. I want that. Yeah. So poor Apocalypse is like, well, fuck. I just spent a millennia preparing your return and now and now in the last 10 minutes you put on an evil hat and tell me to fuck off you just go ahead and put on an evil hat and i'm out there going survival of the fittest survival of the fittest over and over i still am though then i am still unsure of what so why so but then they before she put on the helmet did they send summoner with the plans of the hat whatever it is but did they put the they send Summoner with the plans to betray Apocalypse. Yeah. So my question is, why do Apocalypse kids hate him so much when it was Genesis who decided you're not coming with us? Like, why? She probably poisoned their minds. She's probably like, well, they do have the panel like the rumors. Does she hate him The rumors, The rumors about why you left were not good. And then she, fake news. Fake news. Everyone hated Apocalypse. Like, he was a pussy. Oh, my God. Yeah, fake news, because it's fake news. Ew, I don't want to ever say that again. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to deal with it. Are you going to, have you, have you gotten your Parlor account yet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know who's on Parlor, um, who Who? announced she's going on Parlor, is that stupid bitch from The Mandalorian, um, Cara Dune, um, Gina Carano. The one who was also in Deadpool, the big lady. Is she a Trump supporter? Oh, big time. What? Yeah, she's like, find me on Parlor. I'm like, with the rest of the trash. My friend, he's like, I decided to join Parlor, and the, he was like, and the first news story that I saw. Wait, what was it? It was something like it was basically <laughs> it was something about like about like cannibal pedophiles. Like he was just like, oh, okay. there okay. it's insane people. <laughs> Have you seen that show on? Apple TV, um, Mythic Quest. I watched the first episode. Yeah. So the second episode or the third episode is about the game being um, like it's it's the um, most popular game with white supremacists. And so they're trying to purge the game of Nazis, <laughs> of Nazi players. <laughs> and what they wind up doing is putting all the Nazis on a separate server and like letting them all be Nazis, but like in their own little bubble. So like they don't bother like the other 90% of the game players. And I'm like, oh, it's Parlor. <laughs> I know. That's the thing that's good. I feel that's the that's our future is it's going to be our completely bubbles. separated. There's going to be two yeah. completely and separate war. bubbles. And we're going to go to war. Yeah. War is inevitable. Well, I mean, it could happen any minute now. Let's let's just keep going on Ten of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Today is the day of tangents. Um, so now we move to Marauders. 
um, everyone's at the Citadel and they're spending the night and now they're about to go to a nice big banquet before the battles begin. You got Jim Jasper at the Crooked Market being like, I need two of those and three of these and a pound of this, please. And then you've got everyone arriving at the same time and just everyone has their dicks out. Everybody's posturing, especially the one with the biggest dick, as far as I'm concerned, Storm. Oh, yeah. The shade, the shade of it all. Well, I love there's a blind where they're just like, you're afraid. And she's like, I'm not afraid. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's not afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, you think I'm fucking afraid of you? Fuck you. War, war says to death, you can smell the fear on her. She goes, you're mistaken. It must be something else you smell. And War was like, wait, was that shade? Yeah. But the, the, I'm kind of also digging this weird sexual tension between war and Her storm. and death. Death and storm. Yeah. And we finally find out also what death's um, death stare is. Yes. So in the second uh, Marauders, in chapter 14, he takes his mask off to a waiter he doesn't like and stares at the waiter. And the waiter turns to soot, pretty much. Yeah. Awful. Poor Awful. waiter. But I also, I thought his doggy head was his real doggy head, Death. It's just a mask. I would have liked for Storm to be in love with his doggy head person. (laughs) Um, Wolverine throws a really good point um, at Captain Britain. He's basically like, this is all your fault. She's doing all this because she wants to fuck you. And you're using the excuse that you're married to let the world end. Right. <laughs> so he's like, fucking take one for the team. Go fucking eat her pussy. And let's get this. Let's cancel this shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you, why you're awful. Be that as it may. Stick it in her. It's all over. We live. And what is, what is up with Saturnine's obsession with Captain Britain? Oh, I, I've, I think there's something we should do. What? I have the book of all of the... Of all of the old Captain Britain stuff. <gasps> Stop it. I think we should read the first stuff with Jim Jaspers and Saturnine. Oh, yeah. And Fury stuff. And the and... Furies and revisit it. Because I was kind of like, is that the yeah. which? I was like, is that Earth's 616's Jim Jaspers? Is that Because that's the thing. You forget Alan Moore created the 616, right? Oh, wow. I don't know. I'd have to look at that. I can't. That's the first time you see Earth 616 I remember ever being used. And this is like in the 70s. Well, I love it. So that's the thing is this is where all of this began. And I think we should revisit it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So dinner, dinner, dinner. Dinner, dinner, dinner. Talking shit, talking shit. Um, Cute moment, cute moment. Then um, what's her nerd? uh, War. Decides to try and poison Wolverine's sushi. Yeah. She pours some powder in it. And then, this is the one thing I hate. The cover of the next um, issue, was it Marauders? Where they were all poisoned? Yeah. That never happened. No, never. I hate covers that have fake things that didn't. I hate that, and then I hate covers that show you the reveal of the last page. Yes. Somewhere in the middle would be nice. Anyway, um, at the end of this, Wolverine does not eat uh, the, the sushi. He instead decides to fucking stab Saturnine. 
So the first Marauders issue ends with Wolverine stabbing Saturnine. I will say the other person I really enjoyed in this issue was Ileana Rasputin. Um, I love how her instinct her instinct is to just sort of um, square not square up uh, you know survey each person yeah really kind of assess their strengths their weaknesses and also speaking She's of very someone that doesn't have fear it's like hey when you're a little girl and you grow up with demons raised by demons like you're not fucking scared of this shit she's like bring it on bring it on it's already been broughten and then wolverine stabs saturnine and then when we pick the story back up oof it cuts the stabbing away the, <laughs> the stabbing had some consequences the world is destroyed because Wolverine stabs Saturnine, essentially. Yeah, everybody's dead. The, everybody's dead. Morocco Reed, comes in, takes Reed over. Richards. Yeah. Reed Richards is dead. I mean, the issue thank opens. God. No, thank God. The issue opens with everyone dead. And you're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, wait, is this going to be some huge Marvel event? No, it's a dream sequence. Damn. I knew it had to be because I was like, they just fast forwarded through way too many per- pertinent <laughs> yeah. Too much pertinent like, information. Like, uh, and Moira went brain dead. Anyway, you're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What? Um, Yeah, so he woke up and he's like, she's like, that's not going to fucking work, you piece of shit. So don't stab me. And then uh, Cypher gets poisoned because he eats yeah. the sushi. He eats the sushi off Wolverine's plate. He's like, because it's to die for. Uh, and then he does. And then the white sword is like, War, you're playing dirty. I'm not into this shit. I'm going to heal him because that's fucked up. And that, I have a question. So he can resurrect people. Yeah. Because it seems like he can not only heal people, if you completely die, he can resurrect you. I'm curious if he resurrected someone that dies on his side, which we will get to. Like, if they get resurrected on Otherworld, do they have the same resurrection problems? Oh, interesting. Not sure. Or is that is that just a universal resurrection issue or just a Xavier Goldball's egg resurrection? I wonder. Issue? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a more of a gold like the way the way Krakoa does it with the backups and the yeah, the five. Yeah. And yeah, um, I will say the white sword picking up Dougie by the throat. Didn't hate it. It turns you on a little bit. Hot. OK, so then what happened? I can't remember. Um, and How then does this end? They, oh, d- it it ends with. Uh, Do they draw s- the cards? It ends with the cards being drawn of Betsy and Iska having to fight. I one reveal I did like is that when the White Sword resurrected or healed Doug, he didn't opt to use the second part of his power, which is basically making Doug his slave, brainwashing him. Right. Um, I liked that. Nice. I like this white sword. I like him. Um, so, oh, other great moments. Yeah. Wait, when Apocalypse is like looking at little Cable and he's like, you're pretty much a little doofus and you've experienced nothing. I'm like, wait, oh my God, that's Cable and Apocalypse. <laughs> I don't think I've realized <laughs> that these two are together on this thing. Mm-hmm. That's something. Also love Ileana and Cable. Like, it's good do this. It's good do that. Whoa. <laughs> oh, she did it. Oh, my God. Pin the tail on Pog your Pog. Yeah. Oh, great. Iska, I, she's the worst. I would never want to be friends with her. 
she's like a like a one-upper like that Kristen Wiig yeah, character. Yeah, but you could just be like, hey, let's play let's play uh, some Jackbox games. No, Iska's here. No, no. <laughs> Do you think Iska would win a Jackbox game where really the goal is whoever is funniest wins? But that's the thing; she can't be beaten. So would she actually say things that are funny, or are you just suddenly forced to laugh at things that aren't yeah. funny? <laughs> Like, like, what happens if Iska goes to an open mic competition? <laughs> and you're just like, Does she like, spit and she's gold? just like, she's just like doing awful stuff. But you're like, this is oh, <laughs> she's like, Araco, 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 Araco. She's just like, all right. You ever hate it? Just like, so when when people on Araco are like walking down the street, they're like, but then people on Cocoa walking down the street are like. That's her whole. Her, it's because one. It's all just Krakoa versus Araka people. <laughs> oh. I'm picturing like Iska the Unbeatable, the one woman show now. Let's Genesis, do let's do it. Give me my Genesis. It's a one woman show. Genesis, give me my dolly back. Work on her tight five, and we'll open the show with it. <laughs> when I was 15 years old, growing up on a menth. All right. Okay, so then the, this issue ends with Saturnine being like, okay, I'm drawing the two cards for our first two opponents. It's Betsy and it's Iska. See you next issue. And yeah. that takes us to next issue, which is Excalibur number 14 by Teeny Howard. Oh, those that whole dinner party was written by Jerry Duggan, by the way. Nice. Drawn by Stefano Caselli. Um, yeah, so now we go to Excalibur 14. The cover has got a very scared-looking Douglas Ramsey with his warlock sword looking like he's about to fight. Although we'll get into what actually happens. Another to cover that doesn't yep. exist. Kind of. But well, um, <clears throat> this issue opens with your favorite character, Jubilee. Ugh. With her fucking dragon son. Her hurt baby dragon son. And then Betsy reaches out to her just being like, hey, I just remember, we all forgot about you. By the way, everything's fucked up. There's a duel. Don't come. Just sit there. Which I was like, why'd you even? Why'd why would you, you tell Jubilee? Why are you yeah. even telling her? Just leave her out. You know exactly what Jubilee is going to do when you say don't come here. Yeah. Jube's the worst. So then Iska, in a surprisingly naggy, um, high-pitched, non-threatening voice, <laughs> says... <laughs> to Betsy you're gonna get your ass kicked then they fight and Betsy gets her ass kicked nah not really it's it really doesn't make any sense the fight doesn't make any sense which makes me feel that Iska did not beat her because something happened to her which I don't think that has I mean it's because her sword doesn't do that her sword doesn't like shatter people into a million correct. pieces correct that this is either one of two things. So basically, uh, Betsy hits Iska, um, and then Iska hits Betsy, Betsy's sword. They clang swords, and Betsy's starlight sword breaks apart like glass, and then Betsy breaks apart like glass. Which made, who made the starlight sword? Saturnine. Saturnine. So I have a feeling that was all planned by Saturnine from the get-go. I really think this is my theory happening where Betsy is going to break apart into the Captain Britain Corps. Yeah. I agree. I think that's yeah. what it is. I would love it if this wasn't Saturnine's manipulate uh, meddling, but it was Jamie's meddling. Jamie, who is there and is calling this fight or announcing this fight. 
I know. That's and he bet against Betsy, the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so so right now it's uh, one point two Iraqi Araco and zero points to Krakoa. And Betsy Betsy's lost. dead. And I will say at least Storm is like, oh my god, Betsy, we need to mourn her. What the fuck? Everyone else is like, okay. So anyway, the next battle, I'm like, fuck you guys. Betsy is dead. Can we get some emotions going on, please? Yeah, we all know she's not dead. Also, there's a line in the uh, Marauders issues where Brian says to Saturnine, "Wouldn't want you falling apart to bits." Or wouldn't want you to go to bits. And Saturnine says, no, not I. little foreshadowing of this moment. You're right. Mm-hmm. But your sister, she will. What was that? No, nothing. <laughs> Did you say something about my sister? No. Stupid little dirty rotten gun. <laughs> so then next we've got um, Cypher versus Bay the Blood Moon. And all of a sudden the uh, priestesses, like the um, little priestesses from the Citadel... They just they surround Dougie and they're like hee hee hee. It suddenly and turns take, into Midsomar. It turns into Midsomar, exactly. <laughs> Dougie gets he gets beflowered, berobed, and he's brought out in the middle of the day looking like Midsomar. Uh, magic gives him a pep talk before this fight. And he walks out and it's not a fight, it's a nuptial. It is a wedding. He is to wed Bay the Blood Moon. Who, by the way, Seems totally fine with this. Why? Why? What is this? What is going on? Why is this a battle? Why is this considered a battle? What is, what is, and this is the other thing that's fascinating is her voice has a thing that's long, when she speaks, it's, how does it work? It's like when she speaks, people are are called to understand her. So you can just naturally understand what she's saying, but she's not really speaking a language. So Doug, who only understands any language, is the only human being or the only person that can't understand her. She's like speaking a non-language. But because he still has that call to her and the fact that she's the only person he can understand, that's how it is. The one person that's like the one person in the room that's like, I don't like you. And you're just like, I want them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Doug is fascinated. He's fascinated. I I just want to keep talking to you. And so they uh, make out, get married. Make they make out. out. But before that, Jubilee rides Shogo into the wedding and everyone's like, oh, God. And Saturnine's like, yeah, okay. And she takes Shogo. She makes her, her, she makes Shogo her pet dragon. And she turns Jubilee into fireworks. Oh, no, no, no. Storm catches Jubilee. Yeah. And then Saturnine was like, it's a good thing Jubilee wasn't riding you. And I'd have had to kill her. And I'm like, God kill damn it. Her. So because of the wedding, they each get a point. And so now it's two to one, Arako. Yep. Then is magic next? Yes. Yes. That takes us to chapter 16 in Wolverine number seven. Magic versus Pog your Pog. And this makes... This is where it starts being like, what the fuck like, is what going fuck? on? Right. It's magic versus Pog your Pog. And she's like, no, it's arm wrestling. And you're like, give me a fucking break, bitch. He's a giant lizard with six arms. So he immediately beats Ileana. But the interesting thing is it's not a battle to the death. I was thinking that these were all going to be battles to the death. Nope. 
Sometimes no, it's, it's a marriage. Just Sometimes arm it's a fucking yeah, it's crazy. And then we get to uh is Wolverine's next? Yeah, so now it's three one. Um and then Wolverine fights Summoner in Blightspoke, which is where realities go to die. So it's a broken reality. So Wolverine and Summoner are essentially playing in this like nightmare dreamscape where everything keeps changing and they're they're basically being unraveled. They're being unmade as they fight. Yeah. And what are really some cool artwork? What's summoners powers again? Invulnerability and summoning demons. Right. And uh he might be invulnerable, but he's not invulnerable to the Miramasa. Yeah, your face ain't invulnerable, I'll tell you that much. He'll he dies. Him. He gets killed. He dies. He is killed. He is stabbed through the brain. Um, but, but, Saturnine pulls the biggest crock of shit here, where she said, I said it was a fight to the death. Summoner fought to the death. He gets the point. Uh, what? That is the dumbest. Th- That's at this dumb point, shit. She, at this point, she's just like... Well, just tell them they lost. You know what? This might be the moment that may have lost some people. Like anybody feeling like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. I would I would argue that I that this moment is to blame. I feel that part was stupid. Yeah. Because that's one of those like that's something it's just so like childish. Like it's not like it's not like a high end, like she's the fucking Omni Matrix. That's not a move that she'd like. But I'll say it is to the death. <laughs> yeah, like it's just too low brow for me. Yeah, it's like it's like Trump supporter logic. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway. I'm, we're gonna go with it. The next one is Storm versus. The next one, people have to fight each other on the same team. Also doesn't make any sense to me. So Wolverine versus <laughs> Storm. And then what is it? Solemn versus uh, War. War. Yep. And Wolverine gets drunk. Who wins? Uh, they both get the... Um, I'm sorry. Krakoa wins because one of because Storm won. Okay. So that's just a gimme. But then Solemn, apparently the deal that he made to get the sword Wolverine made was that he would fight for him at some point. And so Solemn is like, you can fight for me now. And so a drunk Wolverine has to fight war. Yeah, and it's just and it's wasted. And it's and who can sever a limb first. Oof, which is actually I love that. I was like, that that's a good rule. That's a fun fight. Is there so are we to believe that death gave Jim Jasper's a scarab or some sort of weird bug to put in the drink that he gave Wolverine and Storm. Help me, Rhonda. I I don't I don't know. They said like there was going to be a price to pay for winning. That he's like Storm will have her own price to pay for winning. Is it is it that that's a love potion and she's gonna fall for death? That's what I'm thinking. That's where I'm thinking this could be going. Maybe. At this point, I've given up trying to figure out what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So Wolverine um, manages to cut off War's hand. So instead of Wolverine getting the point, Solemn gets the point. So now it's 5-2, Arako. 
and everyone is like, this isn't fair. Uh, this is cheating. I what? Yeah. And I'm like, write it out, everybody. Yeah, it's too early to be pissed off yet. Right. We don't know out. what the end game is. We've got six more issues. A lot can happen. Who's left to fight? We still have Cable. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Gorgon. Gorgon. Um, Captain Britain. Jesus. Jesus is fighting in this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Jesus is one of the sword bearers of, of Krakoa. Hot. Jesus was a mutant. That's how he was able to do all that stuff. <laughs> I'm surprised that's never... I guess that's too uh, dicey. Get me writing an X book. I guarantee you will get mutant Jesus. <laughs> so the whole thing, it's confounding. It reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Well, all of the... Every battle takes place on a different reality warping land I love in Otherworld. A different kingdom. It's so good. We still have to visit the vampire world, the hot hive world. Mercator's world. I would say he just developed so many worlds that I was like, I want a whole issue for each battle. Oh, seriously? Like, this could be longer. That's well, my weird gonna, complaint is it's happening too fast. I think we're, we're just going to start to get to know these worlds. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be spending a lot of time in each of them. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good lord. And so next is X-Force. Next week, we've got um, X-Force, Hellions, and Kabla. What are the Hellions doing? Weren't they supposed to be ending all of this? Yeah, right? They were supposed to be stealing the swords? Fail. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. They're like, oh, shit, it started? <laughs> yeah, I need to Damn. know where they are right now. <laughs> Up to no good. Um, yeah, I am excited to see where this is going. In the future episodes, there, there's been some some previews of upcoming issues, yeah. and We're it looks act- like the the whole symbiote, like whole Marvel crossover thing, King and Black, like the, the X Men are going to play a part in that, and I'm just ugh. like, can we get? I'm so over symbiote shit. I hate to, it. Even even with Ten of Swords, I'm like, can we just get to like this like Dawn of X stories, can, like all that shit that was set up? I don't like, want to deal want... with symbiote. I mean, bullshit. this was all set up. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't what is care. It, like like X Men Blue did, yeah. did Venom. Like, yeah. Like, Whoa. What I do care about is the fact that we have a preview of the vault is opening up. Oh, in February, yes, X Men number eighteen. We're gonna get. Darwin, Sink, and X-23. I'm sorry, Wolverine. Who back probably out of the vault. have been in there for like a thousand years. Yeah. And you know what? I would be very wary of them because I would be pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I and, would too. and I also say if you think there's Stockholm Syndrome, a thousand years is a long time for you to change sides. Long time. A lot of shit's going to happen in there. I'm waiting for one of them to come out and be like, where's Moira? Now, why do you think, you said that to me before, why do you think they would know who Moira is just being in the vault? Time and space. <laughs> what is, 
We still don't even know, like, what happens in there. <laughs> Time and space. Like, how do they eat? Time and space. <laughs> anyway. What a time. Um, so next week, we'll talk about more Ten of Swords. We'll talk about some TV and movie stuff. We'll talk about other comic books. It'll be fun. And then in January, we will talk about WandaVision. And then in February, we'll talk about The Vault. The Vault. The Vault. All right, everyone. Thank you so, so much. That was our X-Men Ten of Swords catch-up issue. Woo! Woo! Um, If you're not reading Ten of Swords, um, you've got a lot of explaining to do. But listen, on the topic of reading, I have a warning for you. Because if you read comic books, well, that, my friends, makes you queer. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Bye. 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 Bye.